what really motivates you? You have the success, but there has to be something deeper there that is it like a chip on your shoulder? Is it, is it like a bet against yourself? Is it yes. to prove someone wrong? Yes. What is it that All of them. I'm like, damn, I got to get it today because, okay, my family's taken care of. My house is there. My business is good. No, you're dude, like, dude, dude, like overdrive. But what is that? It's all of it. I think it's also, it's from my history where it was. I want to make sure I keep. So what motivates David Schnelli? Yeah. Day in, day out. Every day. Every day is all those things you said. It's. Welcome back, everybody. First and foremost, happy new year to all of you. Hope you enjoyed your time with your friends and family over the holidays. I thought you were say friends with us. Friends and family. Hope they spent some time with us listening to the podcast. Listening to us. Up. You know, that's why this is DC fam. So we're back. Yeah, 2024. Yeah. Brand new campaign, DC. We finished 2023 and now we're back. And, uh, you know, the first episode of the year. We want to just uh, provide like, uh, you know, things that people should be, you know, a lot of people at this time of the year, they're super motivated. They want to get ahead. They want to understand how. Some people, some people are still getting over their, uh, (laughs) the Christmas hangover, the Christmas hangover, (laughs) the the holiday, the holiday, uh, the holiday funk. Yeah, man. And as well too, there's people with like credit card debt that you're coming back. Yeah. You know? What do they call it? It's like, uh. Blue Monday or whatever it is with the credit card day. Blue January, like, January, or something. something, something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. like cold. It gets it gets dark at like three thirty. But you know, it's like psychologically o'clock. as well because of all the credit. I used to credit card debt and all oh that. Oh my goodness, oh, I don't know how you do it. But then there's a, there's a group of people. They're super gassed. They're super motivated. They want to lose weight. They want to start a new business. Never go to a gym in January. <laughs> Man, I used to work at Good Life, and January was. A cash making month for us. A hundred missions were like even our goals were higher. And we're like, okay, we have to sell two hundred memberships this month because this is the month for <laughs> for you to eat. But um, <laughs> I don't. I don't turn it to you, man. Like, what did you learn about yourself in twenty twenty three? There's a lot. You know, I've, I realized you know I'm pretty resilient. I, I would say. Um, yeah. We had one of the slowest markets we've had in shit decades, decades, and I still did pretty well like then you know for for real estate it's still one of the top one of the top awards mm-hmm. um so it, it was funny it was just one of those things i would say resilient it was like i i think if you continue to do what i preach which is you stay consistent you do your content you made your calls you stay close to your family your, your database to and just just being genuine and continue mm-hmm. doing that you'll still get your results mm-hmm. the market's gonna market uh i didn't coined that term mm-hmm. but um it was uh i think it was tom ferry that said that he goes he always tells us in our leaders group and he's like hey man you can't complain about the market the market's gonna market and my old coach uh rob vivian you say hey listen like doesn't matter what the market's gonna do you need to find your leads you need mm-hmm. to do you so part of the part of our education is with our clients explaining what the market is yeah but people are always gonna need to buy and sell no matter what and not letting it get you down educating yourself on the market and educating your clients, let them know what's happening. So you're not like deterring, but people still need to buy and sell. And that's, mm. I think, so I, I would say, yeah, I think this year was, uh, Tom Ferry was saying to us, if you're doing well in this market, you can do well in any market. And mm. I, so I was kind of a pat on my shoulder for that one. I was like, okay, and yeah. one of my better years. One of your better years. Yeah. So you said resilient in 2023. That's one of the key things that you learned about yourself. Are there other areas in your life, uh, personally, outside of your career, that you're like, wow, I didn't know this about myself that mm. perhaps, you know, this was like an, uh, an element of growth that I went under. It could be relationships. It could be something. I would say my relationship with God, 100%. Yeah. You know, I, I, it's weird because 
in our journey through the podcast and we seem to like this year was a total like more of a 180 i started reading more trying to be more spiritual with god mm-hmm. trying to figure that too so um and also trying to be more present with my kids it also allows that too and hopefully my wife as well like sees that so i think the relationships with those are the ones that I've been focusing more. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize, I think I talked to you offline about this and mm-hmm. I was saying like, well, if you would have told me like 20 years ago that you know everything you do and you think about would be about like, okay, am I doing this in the right eyes of God and for my family? Mm-hmm. I would have thought you were crazy because you know 20 years ago, we're all about yeah. eagle, me, 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 mm-hmm. me. And I thought this year was a definitely step forward in the opposite direction instead of me, me, you, you, you. You know, I think, I know so, you know, I just, I feel different. I feel different. I feel different, year. yeah. What makes that difference? Like, what is that? I don't know if it's more fulfilled. I'm like, I think you asked me like last year, the, the rapid fire questions, like, what are you scared about and stuff too? And I was like, I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. like there's a lot less fear, less anxiety. So I think I'm, we're starting to go like a lot less caring about what other people think. I think a lot. I think, um, you know, some of the questions you're going to ask me later on, you gave me a little prelude to some of them. Um, when I'm like, but those kind of played in factor. I'm like, yeah, I'm not as worried about that stuff anymore. You know, like there's... I think there's less things holding me back about and to be my more true authentic self, I think. Mm. Do you feel like that comes from just natural growth as a man or is it just uh Well, let me ask you that question before we can continue that. Yeah. How many, you're a 29? 29 years old right now, turning 30 in January. So you know a lot of men through your life. How many of them like gone through personal growth year to year? Exactly. You, the answer is right there. See the silence right there? Rare. So no, you have to work on it. It doesn't happen to it doesn't. It's not a natural thing that happens, believe it or not. Because you can be doing the same thing day in and day out. Mm-hmm. Not the saying there's anything wrong with that, but I, I find something personally that's not my nature. I like to make myself better. Um, you know, we were talking with Kukoc and, uh, and Jen like a few minutes ago. And it was funny. It was just saying like, I'm always, you were saying about yourself, we're just trying to push yourself to the next level. Some people are just happy with where they're at. I'm like, you know, no, I'm never satisfied. You know, I always think there's some sort of level we can get at. And I think that's part of being human and who we are. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to be doing the same thing in five years that I'm doing today. I don't care what that is. Yeah. I'm not talking money. I'm not talking, I'm like, but there's other things to do, right? I want to, set a goal, accomplish it. If I accomplish it, let's move on to something else. I don't want to just keep doing the same goal over and mm-hmm. over and mm-hmm. over again, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of boring that way. So you being very goal-oriented and someone who, you know, you said one thing is resilient that you went under as you reflect back in 2023. Yeah. What were some of those moments where you weren't feeling as resilient in pursuing and pushing through and how yeah. did you get over those humps? Uh, I think it was, it must've been like August or something. Like we we're just, we had deals and nothing was working. Yeah. Uh, and it was like, you know, the sales and we were put up a house for sale. We were getting showings. We we're putting mm-hmm. up, I had buyers, buyers weren't talking me back. And it was like, so kind of shift your focus. And it was like, and again, I don't think people realize when they see some, some of the realtors that we help with every aspect of real estate. Mm-hmm. So I focus like, like people were saying with leases. I said, yeah, I took on a lot of leases. And it's funny that you know, somebody who's been in the industry for more than a few years, they were like, you say, oh, can you handle a lease? They look at you like, oh, I'm like, I've always been the opposite. So this year I had to change your focus. We, d- I did a lot of leases. I think it was in August and September. That's where, that's where I was making money. Mm-hmm. And it was like, yeah, like nothing's too small. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. So I think that was an aha moment. And I, I was talking to, uh, uh, we were at a function and I was talking to uh, one of the other agents with us yeah, yeah, on yeah. the page. And he's also a mortgage <laughs> broker. So we went mm-hmm. to this, this thing and we just kind of, we did a deal a couple of years ago and he asked, he goes, so 
how are things lately? I'm like, well, I'm doing a lot of leases lately. And he's like, holy shit. He goes, if you're doing a lot of leases, what does that say? I'm like, mm-hmm. just touching the market. We just need to pivot. Yeah. But again, I'm like, I'm very grateful for them. That's mm-hmm. the funny thing. I don't think people realize. It's like, I'm grateful for those leases and doing those things, like doing this, the smaller things, bring it back to sometimes bring mm-hmm. it to back to basics, mm-hmm. working on that. And it's, yeah, sometimes, you know, yeah. I, I didn't look at it as like, oh my God, I've been doing this for this long and like, now I got to do this again. No, it's like, hey man, what, what do I, what do I need to do to make my family? How's this going to, will this help my business? If it didn't help the business, then okay, no. It doesn't make sense. That's interesting sense. coming from you. So from what I'm hearing is that a lot of realtors who are well-established, they see as leases that, they see doing leases as beneath them. Did you know some of them won't even do, take on buyer clients? Yeah. They would take on buyer clients. No. I like taking on buyer clients. Yeah. And I think I've talked about this before, but I don't know if you remember, but I said, I like taking on buyer clients mm-hmm. because whether you're buying or selling too, but buyer clients, at least I keep my finger on the pulse of what's happening in the market because I will see what some buyers like. Sure, you can do a listing, but the problem with a listing in the mm-hmm. sense with not knowing what buyers want is like, you only have one house, Yeah. right? So you have to take feedback and let's be honest, a lot of realtors don't give you feedback. They just don't. So you don't know why your house is maybe not selling and mm-hmm. all Maybe it's a price. We don't know. But when you're having a buyer and you're looking through properties, you get to see like, and if you have a few of them, like, well, I'm seeing this sort of shorter trend in my last, I have four buyers. They're all saying the same thing or like, or the trend is this, mm-hmm. as opposed to just having one listing and hoping for feedback from other buyers mm-hmm. and saying, or doing open houses and hoping that they come and give you the feedback. You get this, at least with buyers, you get to see a variety of homes Yeah, and you can kind of like figure out what. What's the going trend? Also, with my wife and her staging business, that helps too. We can look bouncing with selling quick as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do, yeah. But yeah, there's there's realtors that are like, I'm just a listing agent. I'm yeah. like, I don't, I never wanted to be just something or just something else. Oh, I'll only take on a client if he's got X amount. Mm-hmm. Some of these r- real estate gurus who say that, like, oh, you gotta, you know, only do this or do that. They're your niche. The problem with that is like when you have a market like now, like, what happens if your demographic that you've been focusing on dissipates, and now you have Nothing in your database, nothing. It was like, sure, you might have made money last year, but you might not make money for a few. And let's be honest, we're we're in this industry to make money to feed our families. Mm -hmm. But maybe if if you're too narrow of your scope, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying don't be narrow, but I'm like, if you're too narrow of your scope, and then what happens if that demographic is gone for a period of time? Yeah. You're going to be struggling. Yeah, there's this one quote, uh, um, our guy, Mike Austin, right? Uh, Met Gary Vee. Uh, and he inspired him to really pursue his business. Yeah. Gary Vee had this one quote that says, you know, one is better than zero. Mm-hmm. Essentially, when you're pursuing something and you're doing a thing that's going to get you ahead, sometimes doing the little things builds up to going back to getting the big stuff. 100%. And a lot of people think that they always need the big opportunity. So when Gary Vee was coming up, they're like, oh, why are you not going on Ellen? Why are you not going on Larry King? Like, we're giving you these opportunities to do these things. Is like, hey, one day I'm not going to have those opportunities, but you know what? If this one guy invites me to his blog to talk about business, I'm going to take it. He mm-hmm. has 200 readers. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go on this podcast that has only maybe 50 listeners, but it's all about going deeper than trying to go wider. And I think a lot of successful people, they understand these things are cyclical, but it's all, it's all about uh, maintaining uh, momentum at the end of the day. So if leases is something that you could do, maybe because you're not getting the opportunities that were there perhaps earlier that year, the person you're doing that lease with could become a client That's for something later on. So by ignoring that one opportunity, I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that because now I'm like an all-star. I'm not going to be doing mm. rookie stuff. 
then you're not really honoring the game That's as right. it's supposed to be. Now, that being said, you don't take on everything because mm-hmm. sometimes there are people who just aren't qualified. Yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm not well, saying that. Discre- you take your own discretion. 100%. Right. right. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so the last question about reflecting back in 2023 DC, what risks were you afraid to take on back then and why? Yeah, I think a lot of it had to do with this. Mm. This podcast was a big risk. It was a big risk? Not the risk of us doing a podcast. Okay. Oh, that was fine. The topics we talk about, mm. pushing the boundaries. Yeah. The, whether it's from my, you know, my brain surgery, it's getting a little touchy feeling, how we talk about, you know, men's depression and mental illness, how we talk about some of the, the conspiracy theories. The, saint, the flat earth, Satan. Flat earth, the Santa Claus, uh, Halloween, mm. uh, uh, 9-11, all that mm. kind of stuff too. I get some weird, like it's, you get some weird feedback from those. And that was a risk. I was kind of not sure. Like there's certain things we made sure we don't talk about because- Again, either it's too politically charged, and you know, and, that, and sometimes it just it just polarizes you. So, but very cognizant of that. But even some of the stuff we talk about, like, listen, I I have a conspiracy brain. I always have, but I was kind of always scared of share showing that. People that know me know that. Like one of the reasons why we left the Catholic Church was because mm-hmm. of that reason, right? It was it was one of those things. But um, yeah, get to know me, you'll know that, right? But it was you're always kind of scared. You don't know what people are going to really think. And then at one point. I was like, well, if you really want to get to know me, and then you brought this point up, we, we want to know DC. Okay. You really want to know it. Well, let's pull back the layers little by little. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah, it was a little bit, it may come off easier, but sometimes it's just like, we did a little at a time. And then they're mm-hmm. kind of like, I'm like, all right, let's do this. And I think you, you finally hit a stride where you're like, F it. I don't care. We're, yeah. we're talking. To, and I felt that energy yeah. after some time, right? We kind of started, and I think there was like one point we we're talking about Trudeau, we we're talking about COVID, yeah. right? It kind of started like surprise, that. Surprise, surprise! I don't like and Trudeau. Then, surprise, and then, surprise! <laughs> and then we, and then after we're like, ah, oh, man, what are people gonna say about this? And then we just reached a point where we actually grew in confidence in actually preparing for these shows because we're like, you know what? Mm-hmm. We're developing an audience. People want to hear this. This is different than what they hear. So let's just do us. Yep. If you don't rock with us, you don't rock with us. Yeah. And and I, I talked to, the funny thing is we had a rewards banquet in December and it was like, my broker of record came up to me and it's like, we have the connection because his, um, his daughter had like uh, all the brain surgeries too. Like he was one helping me with her mm-hmm. when I had mine. Mm-hmm. And it was funny. And he goes, and he takes t- t- me aside. He's like, I just want to talk about your podcast. And I'm like, he pulls you aside. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. He goes, no, he goes, Dave, I love it. Oh. <laughs> I was like, well, he goes, I love that you're talking to off topic things. And yeah. it's not always about real estate. I'm like, let's be honest, Mike. Like I could talk about real estate all day long, but I think mm-hmm. people will get bored. He goes, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. And he goes, you're showing people a little bit of your side. I'm like, I was a little scared of what the brokerage would think about some of the things mm-hmm. I say. But they also know me that I'm not a normal realtor. So yeah. I think that kind of plays into it a little mm-hmm. bit. So but yeah, I was a little scared to, to, to figure out what my brokers would say about mm-hmm. it too. Yeah. Right. How did how did your wife and family react to you actually being public about these things? So again, Natalie doesn't watch any of my stuff. Mm-hmm. So she just kind of like, she'll see some of my clips and stuff. And she's like, oh, are you talking about that? And like, are you, she'd ask though. Like, I joke, like she doesn't watch like a lot. We don't listen to podcasts, a lot of stuff. And we don't do that a lot. We just don't, we don't have a lot of time. Or I'll listen to, stuff, or I'll listen to like podcasts or audiobooks in my in my car, in the car by myself yeah so i'm when i'm saying that we don't do them together right so when she's when i'm having some clips of going back and forth she's like should you be saying that i'm like and we talk about what like she's always like a little more conservative on the side because she doesn't do that stuff and i'm like well no this is kind of like what i wanted to do and she's like okay then that's it like nothing mm-hmm. my family on the other hand it's uh you know what? It's like I have my one, my, my uncle and aunt. Sometimes they'll message stuff. They'll say stuff, and like, like, but in person, they're like, they just shake their head, and sometimes, and like, sometimes they'll laugh, or like, or I had my good friend, uh, Mr. Bartolo, Bob and Bartolo, and uh, 
he's like, you got some, he's, he's family basically. Like I played hockey with the son. Um, we're growing up playing against each other yeah, goalies yeah, again. Yeah. And then I lived with the other son in university. So, yeah. and then I've sold prop. Anyway, long story short, the Intermartolos are my family. And uh, <laughs> we had this case we went to, we, we, I, I, I always give back, so I give some money for the, the charity golf uh-huh, tournament that, uh-huh. that they help run. And, you know, and it's funny. So we were talking on the phone. He's like, I started listening to your podcast. He goes, I don't believe all the shit you're talking about. I get this a lot. And he's like family. He goes, but one day we'll have a beer. We'll talk about 9-11 and stuff too. I want to hear your insight. He goes, yeah. he goes, and again, it's just one of those things, right? It's like, it's it, and he's half, they're American too. So it's half American. And it's just, it's funny because you're hitting it like a, a point, but it's uh-huh. like, I think a lot of people are opening up realizing the, the stuff we're saying about it's mm-hmm. again it's not us saying it we're showing stuff so it's like stuff they've never seen before or heard before and it's mm-hmm. kind of hitting a chord but sometimes it's not a bad chord mm. we're starting a dialogue that's what we're doing these yeah well, we're that, starting a dialogue well it's always about a dialogue and mm-hmm. and the thing that um that i loved i think i talked to you about this before i've had men reach out to me and say thank you for talking about that because nobody talks about this mm-hmm. and i tell my my followers dm me if there's something you wanted me to talk about talk about it because um we as men don't always get an opportunity to do that. And if you just want a place of comfort or a safe place, message me as well. Mm-hmm. I had one of my uh, followers on IG asked me if I wanted to you know, mentor him and stuff too because he was going through some depression stuff. And I said, yeah, we'll talk to your, 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 your therapist if that makes sense to you, then yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's weird because it goes beyond mm-hmm. the numbers. Exactly. You can't, you, some of those things you don't measure. Right, exactly. exactly. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about how we can, uh, how people can actually advance forward this year. One of the key things I mentioned early on is that, you know, when we start off the year, we have this high energy of accomplishing a lot of things. It could be health, it could be business, relationships, but that's a natural thing to do is because you're having, you're having a clean slate towards something. Happens all the time. You're like, you know what? Last year was last year. This year is my year. And you find so I'm, I'm just thinking that quote. It's like you got to stop using the the holidays as for your reason why you're gaining weight. You're a fat in August, you're fat in <laughs> August, like, right? Yeah. So uh, that's the thing. What do you what do you think about those people? Right, like the New Year, New Me people. Like they're they're the reason why I do my motivational Monday. Yeah, because and I I love the motivational Monday because talks about it. But motivation only gets you one part. It's the discipline. Okay, you got the motivation discipline. So I've been trying to push the discipline more than anything else. The only thing, you can be motivated, but if you don't get off your ass, it's not going to matter. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It's not going to matter. What I say to these people, it's great. I love your ambition. I love your goals. What's the next step? Like, well, how are you going to be disciplined? And the thing is, and I also say to them, don't go too hard too, too quickly mm-hmm. because then you'll lose motivation and you'll lose your discipline. Get into habits to change your life. Don't do fad diets that they don't just be like a good carnivore diet supposed to be great, but I can't imagine anybody being the carnivore diet more than, you know, six months. I did a vegan diet for eight months. It was great for that point, but then, then I started to have some drawbacks. Mm-hmm. Same idea. Like I would say like small things that you can change your life that will have great impact mm-hmm. and be disciplined about them. Mm, it's about building that momentum. Exactly. Slowly. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of people, they come in and they want to tackle their goals right away. Right away. They're listening to like a podcast. All the steam, ready to go, blah, blah, blah. And guess what? And just burns just like it's a wick. Boom. Down. And then, exactly. Yeah. It burns so fast. So by March, you're back to Did where scary, you Isaac? You okay, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> you know, by the time they're like, uh, like a quarter through the year, they're back to where they were in the beginning. Like not they were worse. Dece- even worse. Yeah. Right? So you're like working out five times a week. Like, how do you even maintain that? 
right? They're eating the same food like for days and days and days. How do you maintain that? Soon you're going to hit that craving. You're like, man, I wish I could have that glass of wine. I wish I could have that beer. Have it. Have it. For fuck's sakes, have it. Man, this is what I, this is, this is the thing. I hate people who are so 100% on their goals all the time. Like for example, like eating. I'm like, man, have that freaking glass of whiskey. Have that beer, have that wine. It doesn't mean you should be all in into your diet that you just like yeah. deprive of yourself of the things that you actually enjoy. One of my best friends, his name's Josh Strassman. He's in, uh, he lives in Nashville now. I went to visit him. Like, oh, yeah, I saw that picture. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I love that. I love Josh. Josh is a brother of mine. He's just like, we're just always so like-minded. I go visit that MF mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, he's always in great shape. He's always been in shape. He's like, he goes, I only lift one day a week and I eat ice cream every day. I'm like, Fuck you. Good for you. But he gets good rest. He gets, he's always walking. He's always doing like, he's always doing something, right? He's always being active about it too. But he's just like, why not? Why not have it? Like, why not have ice cream every day if you can have it? Why not? Again, he's not eating a bowl for dinner or every, every night, but it's like, he'll have like a small thing. Like, enjoy it. Like, mm-hmm. and his wife or fiance will have, uh, his fiance will have a, a glass of scotch at night and just like, that's what they do. And it's like, they're not going overboard. Again, it's, mm-hmm. it's moderation something, but enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I, there was, I was watching, I forget, was it Eva Mendez? I forget who it was. It was one of those actresses. They're always in good shape. And, or was it the girl from the Goo Goo Doll? Uh, sorry, from the uh, the dolls, the uh, Pussycat Dolls. Anyway, she was like, I don't know. There's one of these things saying, like, there's a couple things you're saying. One, I've heard people only eat like a bowl of stuff like that, that would size your stomach and keep you with the calories down. But the other thing is like saying, if you're thinking about it and you're craving it over and over and over again, then indulge. But mm-hmm. if you can put it away for an hour and you lose your thought of it, then it wasn't worth it. Yeah. But if you can't stop, so for example, you're saying having a scotch. If I'm looking, I'm like, ooh, I want a nice glass of Glenlivet. Yeah. 16 year, nice and smoky. Like a little, sorry, it's, yeah, not, yeah. it's nice PD. It's like, that's my, that's my drink, man. It's, <sighs> it's a good thinking, one. Man. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I'm looking at it. I'm like, no, no, I'm not going to have it. Yeah. If in half an hour it's gone out of my mind, I guess that's fine. I don't want it. If an hour time, I'm like, I'm like, my mouth is watering and something. I'm like, damn right, I'm gonna have it. <laughs> you know, so like with a nice cigar too. Yeah, you chill with the boys. Oh yeah. But doesn't like so I find that, uh, and this goes with all disciplines. Mm. Uh, it's delayed gratification. That's also why intermittent fasting works. Mm-hmm. That's why holding off masturbation works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sex withholding sex, even like till like it's the perfect thing. It's one of those things withholding like alcohol from like just because just because you want it doesn't mean you need to have instant gratification. Mm-hmm. So holding off it builds a lot of character as mm-hmm. well. And then when you do have it, you enjoy it more, and not overindulging. Mm-hmm. Now, none of us are perfect at that. Sometimes we fall off the wagon. <laughs> We're like yeah. I will drink a bottle of scotch in one sitting, <laughs> you know. But I'll never give up scotch, man. <laughs> Never, I'm not telling you to. Even though I know everyone says alcohol is poison for your brain and stuff too, but man, man, I've seen uh, so many podcasts talking about you know like Andrew Huberman, Huberman Labs. Yeah. So he did this whole podcast about how alcohol is so bad for you. So yo, I watched that entire thing, and I was like, damn. While this- you're having a scotch. <laughs> oh yeah, this is terrible. <laughs> this is this so, is so bad. bad. This is so bad. Oh, like, it's so good at the same time. Yeah. Like, I, I, I had a, I had a, like a like some gin on my on my bar cart, and I'm like, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna have a gin and tonic. I'm gonna enjoy them. I'm gonna watch the Raptors. And I'm gonna go to bed. I'm gonna go to the gym tomorrow. I'm gonna have a good life. Yeah. It's not gonna change anything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, and but there's other people like like Ariana, and we talk about Ariana. Yeah, fitness. And, and she loves the fitness and her and her fiance Paul, like I love them, but they don't they don't like they don't like the alcohol. They don't like they, they don't drink. It. They don't drink. Uh, they don't drink. And Ariana actually has like so she can't like a lot of times she'll just 
it hits her too fast and mm. stuff and it just it's not always good too. so she'll have like one drink every once in a while and stuff too that's about it but again it does it does a different effect to her body if you don't enjoy it if it doesn't do any good for you like yeah like mm-hmm. so it's much easier for you to like if it has an adverse effect to you not to indulge in it and you and when it has an adverse effect to you you can't well, you said sometimes look at people like how do you even enjoy this mm-hmm. for example like i hate liver the you taste, hate liver liver i hate the taste of liver. it's so good man how do you exactly. not like it yeah you like it i like it right i, I also hate sardines okay i, I love sardines See, and I, I these are like i usually eat every food but i don't like liver i don't like sardines it's just one of those things it's and the other one the other fishy it's one the uh, deans man i call them the deans fuck, i just to me it's disgusting it's a non- so, right it goes but same my thing like if i look at it it makes me sick yeah, like yeah. Liver's not too bad if it's a sausage. I'll do that. Okay, mm-hmm. let's let's talk about uh, what's it called uh, anchovies. Ugh, oh my god! So I remember one time, like my brother was enjoying pizza. Like we we both ordered pizzas. He didn't tell me there's anchovies on it. I'm like, oh, we'll switch. You have one slice of yours. I'll have one slice of mine. We, so we swapped one piece, and I took one bite. And I was threw up. Of course, and, of the anchovies. And I was sort of giving. He's like, no, you can't give me my pizza back. You took a bite of it. I'm like, you didn't tell me there's anchovies. Like, mm. so somebody's enjoyment to me, like. I, I don't care if it's the best taste in the world to you. It had adverse effect. I almost literally almost threw up having it. Mm-hmm. So, of course, it's like, to me, they're like, you don't sit on your high and mighty train. Like I'm saying those other people, well, I don't drink alcohol. Or mm-hmm. some of the people, I'm like, well, why don't you drink alcohol? Like, what makes me violently sick? I'm like, well, okay, no wonder you don't like alcohol. But if you're some, but you were telling me, but if you're somebody likes, who enjoys alcohol, loves it, and you're abstaining from it, and even though it drives nuts, it's building character. Yeah. Hundred percent, man. Hundred yeah. percent. So, um, question for you, like, so how can those people, you know, who are looking to attack their goals, how can they embrace discomfort and also use it as a catalyst for personal growth? Well, that's it. Like having the end goal in place mm-hmm. is, is huge. Like, so somebody who's having these adverse effects and stuff, they're like something the goal they wanted. They have to realize why are you doing this? Think about that, right? Like, why am I? Why am I going through this torture for myself? Am I doing it just to be doing it? Am I doing it to punish myself? Or am I doing it for a greater goal? Keeping that, and most of the time it's for a greater goal. Like for example, like we talked more about intermittent fasting. Like I get hungry in the morning. It's like, like this morning, for example, like 9, 30, 10 o'clock, I, was start, I had my MRI after my MRI. So I had an MRI and just to check uh, certain things, make sure I'm healthy. But I, for some reason I was starving this morning. But I said to myself, no, I'm not eating because prolonging it right it just didn't give into it but i knew what the goal the reason the goal is in place so Mm -hmm. for calories make sure it's for health reasons all this stuff too and when i actually indulged it i knew what the goal was and at one o'clock when we ate i I fulfilled my duty Mm -hmm. i did like it was you know i I held off on it to get the satisfaction Mm -hmm. so sometimes it is going to be discomfort but knowing in that time you're growing it helps you with your discipline Mm -hmm. but keeping the end goal in place like remind yourself why you're doing it if at some point you're putting yourself through some of this discomfort and you have no idea why you're doing it, then don't do it. Because mm-hmm. like that's if it's not helping you with personal, if there's not helping you with personal growth, is another thing. But if you know there's a goal and you know that it's working your way towards that goal, then it helps you continue to persevere. And sometimes if you fall off the wagon, the other thing is don't beat yourself up about it. Like, listen, we're all just changing. We're always learning. We're always growing. We're going to make mistakes. But it's, remember, like as long as you learn from the mistakes and move forward and not continue to do them, mm-hmm. that's how also you grow. Mm. So I got an interesting question for you, DC. You're very confident. You're very successful. You have a good flow of things 
and you you know you seem like you've got a good grip on things of course there are things that i might not know about but sure. i can't see and that can happen with anybody of but um what limiting beliefs do you think you have currently that you need to take a step forward and letting go of to really take that next step towards your growth because you grow every day but yeah there's certain things that you know what you know, what you know what i don't have any i don't think i have any limiting beliefs i think you don't the, la- the last few years i've been trying to eliminate <clears throat> and eliminating the reason why i think i've been able to eliminate most of my limiting beliefs mm-hmm. is mostly because the people i surround myself with mm-hmm. people like yourself like-minded like isaac too like with Chris Kokocha was here, like my, like my wife, like the people in my life that are with you, they know you're like, so there's, I don't, I don't think about those things that are negative. Like, like, so this year I didn't get to the chairman's I wanted to get to last year. And it was like, and it was like, so Chris calls me up and he's like, I was pretty high in my brokerage. And he's like, that's it, buddy. Fucking next year. There's no excuses. Let's do it. I'm like, absolutely. I'm like, I thought I was going to get it this year, but just things didn't work out. But it wasn't a limiting belief about it. We try, I tried to get there. Even Chris also tried too. Yeah. Well, look, Chris is at a different level, but okay. he was he was saying to me, like he, as a coach, like pushing me on. They're like, you're always close. Like, let's just get to that next level. I like this is your year. And he's pushing me. And because that's he knows what, what it's like. I didn't respond to him saying, well, you know, like these other people have so much teams and then the, the discipline is like, no, I, I fucked that. You know, like this year, the market market, like there's a couple of things. I don't know, like, I don't know. There's always things I can improve on, but I don't think it's limiting in my sense anymore. You know what I mean? I think most of the people that I put in my corner that are with me, they don't think I'm bragging. I don't brag about my accomplishments. We talk about that. Like, that's the thing. It's like, you don't have those people around you. Like when we talk about deals and stuff like that too, that they're like, oh, you're talking about your bragging. Like, no, we're talking about a deal which went south. They want to know how to help this one. We're not, there's no one judging you in that kind of sense. So yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. so I think if you, what I try to do is make sure you surround yourself with people that have same likeness mm-hmm. or, or have your best intentions. <laughs> Don't fall off the chair over there. Right? Sort of, sort of <laughs> so you can't see it. Almost just, almost just fell off the chair. I guess yeah. was, the stuff I was saying was so riveting for oh, you man, that you almost fell off. <laughs> <laughs> but you understand what I mean, right? Like, yes, so, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, for example, what would be a limiting belief in you? Like, what would you think? Like, like, first of all, what's it limiting you from? What's a limiting belief for me? I think, um, I think this year for me, uh, was like a major breakthrough, right? Because it was like the first time when full time in on, on a business out of like my whole career, you know, I've been an entrepreneur since like high school Mm -hmm. started like doing door knocking, doing, you started like a lawnmowing company in my, in in the suburbs in Sarnia, University built like a sneaker app, you know, was doing really well with it, you know, grew to like thousands of users. But I never really felt that I hit that, okay, we are actually running a business business. I've always wanted to run a business. I've always wanted, I've, you know, I have big dreams, sure. I have big goals that I want to accomplish. And uh, I always felt like, okay, you know, first we're going to get to 50K, right? Then to 100,000 and then 250,000. And I'd never done that before. So like in this year, you know, I finally crossed that six figure mark in terms of like generating revenue in a business, you know? So that confidence that I was like, well, if I could do six figures, like just like by, you know, just cold calling, hustling, you know, imagine what you can do with more, like, mm-hmm. not that we didn't have systems, but you can do 200, you can do 500, you can do a million, right? So it wasn't a limiting belief. I always knew I could do it, but the sensation of actually touching it was like a breakthrough for me mentally because if you can't experience it, then how are you going to 
get it. So that, for example, like, you know, for me, I look up to you in a lot of ways because the way you built your business and the way you do things and, uh, it make me blush. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm like, even like when you, when you show your, your watch, I'm like, man, I want that. It yeah. makes me work harder in yeah. the same way you have these things. Yeah. It's a reminder why you do these things. So what I would say to my listeners or our listeners, I would say now turn a limiting to belief into something to push you. Mm -hmm. So what do I mean by that? For example, when I joined real estate, I had uncles and family saying, do you know how many realtors are out there? What makes you think? I'm like, how many? At that point, it's like 45,000. I'm like, okay. So I need to beat up 44,999, whatever it was. It's like, okay, use it as fodder. Use it as fuel. Use it as energy. Yeah. So when people try to knock them like, well, it's like when you're on social media, like you can't do that. I'm like, well, why leave it now? Why would you want to do a podcast? Everybody has a podcast. I'm like, so it doesn't mean it's a good podcast. Like, mm -hmm. let's just do it. Like, you know what I mean? Like change somebody else's limiting beliefs on you and use it as energy to give it back to them. To fire it through. And it, and it gives you fire in your belly. I remember I, I, and I used this, uh, told my cousin, like my cousin Anthony about this and maybe my uncle Mara's watches. I don't even know if he knows this or not. But when we were sitting down, I think my first year, and he told me like, you know, I want to do 20 deals the first year. He's like, you can't do that. Because like, no one had done 20, no one in his first year does like, 20 Yeah, deals. and it was even my first year. That's why I was like, so what, and I was just getting my feet wet. I was like five months in. I was like, for the next year, I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, you can't do that. And the next year I had like 25, 27 deals. And I was mm -hmm. like, I thought you said I couldn't do it. You know, I never mm. told him that. And then yeah. I just, and then I just kept going. Now he's just like, asked me like, how are you doing this year? And I'm like, mm. wow. So we keep a benchmark and I'm like, well, I haven't got this year. I didn't, I was, I was on my path to get like 2023 was on my path. And I was just obviously the market and market, but I was like, listen, I, I can't say anything else. Cause I compare everybody else. I'm like, my dad had a great year. So I can't yeah. say, sure. I didn't get to the dollar value, but I think when you look retrospectively at the market and what happened, it was like, damn right. You know, I did all right. You know I mean? Yeah. Like again, not being myself, I'm like, sure. I didn't hit the certain numbers. I hit I hit the deals I wanted to hit, but a lot of them were like leases at the end of the day. But, but my point is sometimes just use it as fuel, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, now there's 70,000 of us. And I'm like, yeah, but if I'm in the top 10 or top, top two, over top 2% actually, I think I'm one and a half, whatever, that they don't actually give a, a mark. The, 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 the award I got below me is top 2%. The one above me is 1%. So I'm somewhere in that limbo yeah. range. They don't give us a number, right? <laughs> You're in a league company. What's that? You're an elite company. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, so if I'm not nationally, I'm like, that's nationally, you know? Like, so it's like, yeah, I'm doing okay. <laughs> yeah. you know? So it's like, sir, there might be 70,000 realtors in the GTA, but I'm like, I'm still doing all right, you know? You are, like, yeah. you are. And I've always been curious to- uh, Not to bad. Like, I don't mean to, sorry, to, I don't mean to say that cost saying like, that humbly. Yeah, but I just, because I have belief in myself. Mm -hmm. I don't say that, and I don't think you guys, when you met me, like, I- I don't think people realize I don't have an ego. I don't think I have an ego. Like we all have some sort of ego. Like, listen, you know yeah. what I mean? But I don't, it's not a cockiness. It's like, it's, and I think it's like you said, it's like. Self-assurance. It's, it's a confidence, exactly, right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've always been curious to know this about you. Uh, what really motivates you? And I, let me, let me, let me elaborate on this real quick because you have this success. You asked me this at the end when we're, we're supposed to wrap it up. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I, I mean, I, I have to, I have to after this, but what really motivates you? You have this success, but there has to be something deeper there that, is it like a chip on your shoulder? Is Always. it, is it like a bet against yourself? Is it yes. to prove someone wrong? Yes. What is it that all of them? I'm like, damn, I got to get it today because, okay, my family's taken care of, my house is there, my business is good. No, dude, like dude, dude, like overdrive. But what is that? It's all of it. I think it's all, so it's from my history where it was. I want to make sure I keep, so what motivates David Schnelli? Yeah. 
day in, day out. Every day. Every day is all those things you said. It's the naysayers that said you couldn't do it. It's the drive from our family, making sure I'm like keeping my family name, keeping my dad proud of what he started with us as well. Still keeping my kids fed, but still pushing the boundaries and risking that. Cause I still, you know, spend money for to risk to buy purchases for homes and things, things you don't need. I could sell everything and we could not only I could live normally and just like never have a mortgage payment, but that doesn't drive you. Like that bores me. Also keeping like changing things in the industry. I like to be on top of it. I want to be seen as the cool dad, the cool realtor. Like that's my wife messaging me, even though it goes on. But it's just, that's what drives me. Like it's not money. Money doesn't drive me. It just doesn't. So money, money doesn't drive you anymore. Like, no, I, listen, money drives me because it's an avenue to get where I want to be, and that's yeah. freedom. Yeah. And I like seeing the numbers at the end of the day. But listen, at the end of the day, with the cor- I have a corporation. I only pay myself a limited amount. I don't change the amount of money I make. So I don't even make the money. that. So all the money I make in the year, I still get paid the same salary. Mm-hmm. So it's not like – so if I make a million dollars or I make $500,000, I don't get all those. A lot of money stays in the corp, and I just pay myself. From that. I still get year to year the same amount. Mm-hmm. So actually, in my pocket – doesn't change. Mm. So my life doesn't change. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's Everything stays the same regardless. Yeah. So it's not money because I don't see all of it. Mm-hmm. And if I was to pull it all out, I get taxed. What's the point of that anyway? Yeah. You know what I mean? So there has to be something else. And it is, it's not one thing only because it can't be one thing because if that one thing changes, then you're left with nothing. So it is the family. It's the family name. It's my self-worth. It's it's my legacy. It's if whatever that means. I have no idea what that means. Um, I, I want to leave this world better than I brought than I came into it. Mm-hmm. I want to leave my family with something. I want to make sure my dad was people say that I'm your dad's project. I'm like, I still don't think so. I think I'm not there yet. I think I could do so much more. I want to push myself. I want to see how far I can go. You know, like I want to see that stuff. I want to keep trying new shit. I love when, like, Kukoc says before I started, him and uh, our other friend were talking, they're like, every time they do an open house, and they're like, I keep adding stuff. They're like, like, you keep changing and making it better. I'm like, I know. I like that. I don't want to just sit on my laurels and say, like, do what everybody else says. I like being, having my hands in there. I like changing that shit. So. You like pushing. Yeah. 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 So that's what motivates you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a drive to, like, be better than who you were yesterday. Always. Yeah. Be the better man every year. I can be a better dad. I can be a better husband. I can be a, a better podcaster. I can be a better realtor. Mm-hmm. You know, hell. I can be a better be friend. A friend. You know, better husband. I Everything. Said that. I already you said, said that. that. Okay. I thought you said better dad. Well, you, you think I'm a bad husband? You said that twice. Did you see that? He's throwing me Is Natalie even talking to you? Oh, Natalie's hitting you up. You're, you're ignoring her. That's well, why you're not a good so, husband. No. So, what happens on my phone? So, my phone's on silent and they're not disturbed, but I have emergency contacts. Yeah. So, it's my wife, my kids, my mom. Oh, and our obviously our insurance company. So, if they text you, it doesn't matter if you're. I remember it being on, getting angiogram. Yeah through like growing yeah, yeah, yeah and the phone was in the room and they're like why is your phone keep like it's on silent but because it was them talking we have a group chat mm-hmm. <laughs> just distracting the guys doing the angel i'm like take my phone out of the fucking room i, I thought you had a special ringtone for nat i do oh you do it eh? she, she hates it it sounds like a foghorn like, yeah. like <laughs> she looks at me she goes come on and I'm like and i'm like yeah like well you're like it's like it, yeah she doesn't like it whenever she hears it because sometimes you answer the phone you can still hear yeah 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 why don't you change your ring? And yeah. So anyway, yeah, I probably could be a better husband if I change a ring. But hey, listen, we all have to strive for something. Strive for something, man. <laughs> Yo, well, ladies and gentlemen, 
Happy New Year once again. Thank you for tuning in. And I hope you join us in another long campaign in 2024. We hope to see you next week for the brand new episode. Again, take on your New Year's goals seriously. Take them by stride, bit by bit, and you're going to get there. And remember, you don't have to eat the whole meal at once. You can take piece by piece, but eventually you're going to get through it and you're going to get to where you want to be. And uh, any parting words, DC? Believe in yourself. Yeah. Like, don't give up. If you if you fall down, if you make a mistake, you fall off the wagon, get back up. There's no one keeping score. Let's keeping score, man. Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bow. Bow.